Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk CJJ World's 16-man lightweight tournament. But before I get into it, guys, I finally did it. I hit the 300-pound deadlift. Hit it before schedule. Can't believe it. I know I told you guys Thursday night that I was feeling slightly sick. Well, you know how sometimes you wake up the next day after a good night's rest and you feel a lot better? That's what happened. Woke up with a lot of energy. I'd already decided to take the day off from jiu-jitsu. I had somebody covering my class that night, so I decided to do a heavy deadlifting session instead. I'd gotten my mind that I was going into the gym and I was going to hit 300 pounds, and that's what I did. The lift felt really smooth. I really think I could have hit 315. I am so happy. I mean, that's a goal I've had for a long time, and I can finally knock it off the checklist. Super, super pumped. Now, I don't want to become this annoying guy that's constantly talking about the carnivore diet. I feel like I'm kind of becoming like that. I find myself talking about it a lot. People ask me about my diet. A lot of people have seen the changes my body's made. People are telling me how much stronger I look, and they're always like shocked when I tell them I'm only 160 pounds because they're like, it looks like you're 170, 175, but constantly walking between 160 and 162. But man, these past four months, I feel like every week I'm getting stronger. Like this is no joke. I really have been getting stronger every week. And when I'm thinking about future weightlifting goals, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I've never felt this way. I really just think so many goals that I've kind of just put off or, you know, just kind of putting it out of my head because I didn't think they were possible, like a 400-pound deadlift. Like I legit never thought like that would be possible. I honestly didn't know if 300 pounds was. I just didn't know, you know, because I was worried about my back. I was worried about, you know, how much I would have to be deadlifting to reach that goal. And man, you know, now that I've hit it and realized that I really didn't put that much work into it, you know, I was only deadlifting once every 10 to 14 days and I hit 300 pounds well before schedule. So now I'm like, man, by the end of next year, could I be at 400 pounds, you know, without dedicating my life to strength? You know, look, I understand 400 pounds was definitely manageable. I'm talking about though, without dedicating a lot of time to working on my deadlift. Like I just want to do it once every 10 to 14 days, once every two weeks, maybe even take a month or two off. Well, shouldn't say maybe, I'm going to definitely take a month or two off here and there. Like by the end of next year, could I be at 400 pounds? I don't know. The sky's the limit though. And that's how I feel. I feel unstoppable right now. And I cannot wait to see what 2021 holds for my strength, uh, for my strength training. If you're feeling unsatisfied, if you feel like you don't have the drive in the gym and you're not getting stronger, I'm telling you, give the carnivore diet a try. Just do your own research, check it out. You will not regret it. Now, I do think everybody's diet's gonna look a little bit different. I mean, my diet is probably 90, 95% carnivore. I am eating vegetables, as I've told you guys many times, probably at this point, once every five to seven days. So once a week, I'm having vegetables. Um, I just had, um, a, you know, Two days ago at Thanksgiving, I splurged and had you know some mashed potatoes and some sweet potato casserole. But other than that, it was just all meat on Thanksgiving. But definitely check it out. And I'm telling you, if you want to see results, this has given me results like uh, no, uh, no other diet ever has. But now let's talk about this tournament. I'm super excited for CJJ Worlds. This is the best lineup they've ever had. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to just highlight and because I know sometimes these tournaments can kind of go under the radar and you can miss them. And me, honestly, if I miss a tournament, like I really just fast forward through it and check out the main matches. I love watching tournaments live, sitting down, catching the matches as they're happening. 
because again, if I don't, then I'm going to kind of just cheat the show and just kind of fast forward to the submissions. And this CJJ lineup is worthy of you taking a couple out of, uh, a couple hours out of your Sunday tomorrow, uh, out of your day tomorrow to watch. Now, there's some big heavy hitters in this. The big, the big names, I'd say the top four seeds, you're looking at Jordan Hawley, Nathan Orchard, P.J. Barch, and Cade Rutolo. Now, before I really break down the tournament, I want to talk about sports betting because sports betting, in my opinion, is what it's going to take for jiu-jitsu to grow to the mainstream. We need to get people involved in jiu-jitsu for like really big money to start pouring into jiu-jitsu. We need to get people involved in jiu-jitsu that do not do it, right? Like that's why the NFL is so big. It's because there are so many moms and dads out there. There are so many teenagers, kids out there that do not play in the NFL, that don't even play football, that watch NFL football every Sunday. They're involved in fantasy leagues. They're involved in sports betting. They're involved in FanDuel, you know, DraftKings, yada, yada, yada. They're spending tons of money on it, buying sports cards. And man, it's just a huge, huge market. There's so many eyes on it. And we need to develop that for jujitsu. And sports betting is the first step to doing that. Now, it's really cool. I didn't realize this was actually happening. This was already a thing, but Fight to Win. You guys have heard me talk about Fight to Win in previous podcasts. They're a huge jiu-jitsu organization. They host some of the best super fights um, that have ever gone down. Honestly, they have some amazing cards. And they started a gambling, um, I don't know if it's even a website. I think you just, they've created a bookie. So essentially, you would email fighttowinbet at gmail.com, and I'm not sure. I'm sure you'd probably PayPal them your money, and they're giving odds on you know tournaments, so they have odds for all of the guys that are entered into this CJJ bracket, and they have odds for the super fights taking place. I'm going to guess they do it for their own event, you know, so you can actually bet on jiu-jitsu. Now, I'll go ahead and talk about, um, you know, kind of where everybody lines up or where, where they've kind of put everybody. I think, honestly, there's some really good bets to be, uh, you know, there's some money to be made because they have the favorite of this tournament, Jordan Hawley, at plus 135. So my understanding, and you guys don't laugh at me, like the sports betting I usually do, I just do fantasy leagues. So I'm a big FanDuel guy. I love draft, drafting one week you know, NFL or NBA lineups and, and, you know, betting $5 here, $2 there and and kind of entering a league and winning money that way. So I've never really bet straight money like this, you know, like the odds, I've never really played the odds, but I'm pretty sure Jordan Hawley at 135, like if you bet $100, you would win $135. I think that's the way it works. So I think you would only win $35 for every hundred you bet. So Again, I might be messing that up, but that's my understanding. Now, they got Jordan Hawley at plus 30, 135. They got Nathan Orchard as the number two at plus 150. And that really shocks me because Nathan has a really quick submission victory that happened recently, happened within the past year at Shugyo. Nathan Orchard heel hooked Jordan Hawley pretty quickly. And I think Nathan's a really bad matchup for Jordan Hawley. I think Jordan Hawley mentally kind of Nathan Orchard's in his head and Nathan's a little bit bigger he's a little bit stronger and he's been in the game longer I just think Nathan beats Jordan Hawley nine times out of ten so I'm really shocked that they've got Jordan as the number one guy but they've got Nathan Orchard at plus 150 they got PJ Barch at plus 175 they've got Ashley Williams at plus 200 but from my understanding Ashley Williams isn't going to make it so they're hosting this CJJ Worlds in Cancun Mexico 
you guys know if you know you're a follower of EBI CJJ, you know the announcer is Brandon. So my instructor, Brandon McCatherine, is the CJJ announcer. It's a job. Hey, don't tell him this. I know he listens to the podcast, so he'll probably hear this, especially since I'm talking about CJJ. But I'm hoping to steal that job for him one day, especially if they keep having it in Cancun. But um, anyways, it's down there in Cancun, and Ashley Williams can't leave the country. He's from Great Britain. I believe he trains in England. I can't remember if it's England or Ireland. But regardless, he's locked down. He can't leave the country. So he's out. And he's definitely, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, Ashley Williams was the second or third. I think he has better chances uh, of winning it than than Jordan Hawley, honestly. Uh, I would pick Ashley Williams over Jordan Hawley. So he's out. But at number five, we've got Cade Rutolo at plus 215. Kim Tara at plus 250. We got Danny Colazo at plus 350. We got Bobby Emons, the longtime CJJ veteran. This is probably like his fourth CJJ event, and he's plus 400. We got Mikey Zindler at plus 500. Mikey Zindler was the guy, if you guys remember, he was kind of the caveman-looking guy that ran at Wagner Rocha and was trying those crazy scissor leg takedowns. I believe the last, I mean, that was a couple of years ago now. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a black belt. But, um, you know, some people might be interested in going with the caveman. Uh, You got Dominic Clark at plus 600. You've got Todd Walling at plus 750. You got Mikey Rolls at plus 800. You've got David Weintraub at plus 800. You've got Cody Owens at plus 900. You've got Samson Fomoboat at plus 1,000. And then you've got Mario Navarro at plus 1,000. Now, some of those guys, you know, especially when you're talking about Bobby Eamons on down. I mean, Bobby Eamons is a pretty well-known guy, especially, again, if you follow EBI and CJJ, you're a big fan, then you know Bobby Eamons. And the last CJJ, I believe he got to the semifinals. He had a great showing. And I'm shocked he can make 155. He must be cutting a ton of weight. He is way bigger than some of these other guys. I mean, Bobby Eamons, the last time I saw him in person, he looked like he was 185. So he's super ripped. I mean, he must be cutting 20 pounds to make this. But all those guys at plus 400 and under, especially, you know, some of these guys like Todd Walling. Like, I've never heard of Todd Walling. Like, he could be an absolute stud. Cody Owens, I believe Cody Owens has been in one of the previous EBIs, but don't hold me to that. And so there is some value down there because there's just so many unknown commodities. So if you know one of these guys, like there's so many to be made. If you know, you're like, hey man, David Weintraub, like this dude is an absolute stud. He's better than Jordan Hawley, Nathan Orchard, PJ Barch. He's my favorite. Like there's some money to be made. You could drop $100 and, you know, come out of there with 800 So... Give that a chance, you know, if you're into sports betting and especially if you follow jiu-jitsu, start following. Um, so the guy that runs Fight to Win, his name is Seth Daniels, and he's posting all of the odds before any major events. So if you're interested in that, follow Seth Daniels or just friend him on Facebook or I'm sure follow him on Instagram and you'll see all those odds. And then you can, you know, email email fight to win bet at Gmail. So it's F2WBet at gmail.com email them and see how you can get involved you know there's nothing that makes an event more exciting than putting a little bit of money on it now i'm not a big spender so sports gambling for me is not a vice like i've never spent or lost any amount of money um i'm i'm up this year actually i think i'm up 150 dollars on my sports uh, on my little fantasy leagues that i do with FanDuel. so i've won a little bit of money but nothing to write home about but yeah this is something that you know you want to get into 
check it out. But if it was me, guys, and I'm, I'm looking at all these odds, I think the favorite to win and the guy that I would put $100 on is definitely Cade Rutolo. I think Cade Rutolo is going to dominate this tournament. I think his style is perfect for CJJ. And the Rutolo brothers' cardio is legendary. They have just been absolutely running through guys recently, and they have just been wearing guys down like I've never seen before. I mean, they're wearing down world-class competitors and, and making them want to quit. Just want to quit. It looks like some of these guys, they get that Khabib face. You guys know when, you know, uh, Edson Barboza, for instance, is going against Khabib, and you just see them, you know, kind of focus in on Edson's face as he's at the bottom uh, um, underneath Khabib. Like, you can tell he does the fight's out of him. Like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's not just going to quit, but you can see, look, the fight's pretty much over. He doesn't want to be there. And I've been seeing guys in jiu-jitsu get that look when they're facing the Rotolos. Um, I mean, really, I saw that with Ty Rotolo, so Cade's older brother versus Nicky Ryan. Like, he wore down Nicky to the point where, I mean, Nicky could barely move. And Cade's been, you know, those past couple of matches have all been 15 minutes. So cardio, you know, for a 10-minute match plus overtime is not going to be a problem. And he's got one of the best darts chokes and especially dark setups that I've ever seen, like, in the world. He's one of the best darts chokers in the world. And so I really think his wrestling from all these guys that I'm looking at on here, I think he's got the best wrestling. He's He's been training wrestling in judo and jiu-jitsu since he was like four, three, four years old. And so, yeah, while he just got his brown belt, I mean, he's been training, I think, longer than pretty much everybody on that list. You know, so in my opinion, he is a great value. I'm really interested, honestly, in maybe putting, you know, 20, 30 bucks, maybe even 100 bucks. I'm really confident in this Cade Rutolo bet. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if Nathan Orchard came out and won. I think he's the clear second favorite. And so I wouldn't be, um, you know, I want Nathan Orchard to win. Nathan's one of my good buddies. I've stayed at his house, he stayed at my house. And I just, it's his time to win. He's been second place twice at these CJJ events. And this last one, he was the people's favorite. He ended up losing to Cody Steele in the final, but man, Nathan was the people's champ. I mean, he won that day. He won the hearts of everybody that watched. He is an absolute warrior. And so I'm really shocked, honestly, that he is the second. Like, I would think that he would have better odds than Jordan Hawley, especially since he holds a quick submission over Jordan Hawley. I mean, Jordan Hawley is a beast. He's probably my fourth favorite. I, th I would give PJ uh, Barch better odds than Jordan Hawley as well. So if I created these odds, I would have personally, you know, just if I was Vegas, I would have Nathan Orchard as the favorite, and then I would have Cade Rutolo as the second with PJ Barch followed by Jordan Hawley. And Kim Tara is also a sneaky, sneaky pick down there at plus 250. Now, his odds aren't good enough. Like if he was at like plus four or five or 600, I'd be much more interested in Kim Tara. I think Kim Tara's got a really solid game. I think he's a guy that's trained a lot with strikes. And so his jujitsu, I think is going to work really well. I think strikes are actually going to help his jujitsu. Um, when I'm looking at these CJJ events, and, and this is what I really want to talk about and something that I'm really interested in watching, is in the past, the guy with the best jiu-jitsu, other than Wagner Rocha, Wagner Rocha won with his strikes. Like, he truly won, in my opinion, what CJJ is, like, supposed to look like. And he's the guy that, like, I think about when I think of CJJ. But a lot of these past champions have just been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
Some of these guys aren't even throwing strikes. I mean, if you think about, um, what's his name, who won the last one? Uh, Tom Halpin, who absolutely dominated the last CJJ. He'll hooked all four of his opponents. I don't think he threw one strike. And so a lot of these CJJ champions and the guys making it far in these CJJ brackets aren't even doing, and I like aren't even doing CJJ. They're not even like doing strikes. And so I've heard multiple guys like Jordan Hawley was talking about, like, look, the guys that are winning CJJ aren't the best strikers. It's the guys doing the best jujitsu. You know, they might use strikes to open up an opponent that they're dominating. So if you're like past the guard and, you know, the guy's just kind of shelled up and he's not moving, well, now you're going to slap him, you know. And whenever you're getting slapped, that guy's going to move. And so it's going to open up submissions. But the best guys with the best jujitsu are winning. And I want to see if that's still the case. I am looking for another Wagner Rocha performance because to me, that's what makes it different. Like, yeah, like, I felt like last CJJ, you know, you saw some heavy strikes in the first round, especially where there are big mismatches, but it seems as the guys get more and more, um, you know, even skill-wise, you just see all jujitsu. You see guys not looking to give an inch. They're not quite as comfortable as they are with strikes. I mean, that's where Wagner was special because he had fought in the UFC. He's a fighter. And, you know, he's not only one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world, but he's an elite level fighter. And his ground and pound, I'm sure, is, is some of the best in the world. And you got to see that in CJJ. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy that wins this thing, that beats, like wins a bracket like this against Nathan Orchard, against Jordan Hawley, against Cade Rutolo with strikes. That just goes, no, 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 I'm not doing jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah, we're going to get in jiu-jitsu situations, but my primary weapon is my strikes. And... I still haven't seen enough in CJJ for me to like think about like changing my game plan if I did CJJ, you know, like if I was entered into this bracket, I mean, this is the bracket I would enter. I'm 160, I was 162 today, Um, (laughs) still kind of recovering from the Thanksgiving, uh, all the carbs that I ate, but I would enter the hundred this hundred fifty five pound bracket, and my strategy would be pretty, pretty much to do jujitsu and to use my strikes to open a guy up. But like when it came to it, if I was with an even match, I'd still be focused on my jujitsu, still be focused on it. I mean, obviously, I would have trained a little bit differently, but not too much. I'm waiting to see a, a Khabib like or and again another Wagner like performance for me to really commit a lot of time. Like if I was training for this, to hey man, like the strikes are the most important part. You're gonna finish guys with strikes. I still think the most important training is working on takedowns, working on passing, working on your leg locks, working on your leg lock defense. That takes precedence over learning to, you know, do some uh, ground and pound better. Now, the brackets haven't been released yet. That is going to be super interesting. And obviously, after I see the bracket, that's when I'd feel comfortable making a bet on this. But what you do know is that PJ Barch and Nathan Orchard will be on the same side teammates are always put on the same side and man that's a matchup I have been wanting to see for a long time a lot of guys think those are the two best guys in 10th planet uh for the males I mean I personally think Thor's number one and then I would honest or excuse me Geo and Thor are number one um you know you could put either guy as number one but then three and four in my opinion is Nathan Orchard and PJ Barch and it's a match that Again, I've been wanting to see for years. I think these guys, um, they've spent some time training together. They have a very similar style. Both submission hunters. Very similar body types. I give the edge to Nathan Orchard in this one. 
I think that Nathan, you know, finds a way to submit PJ. I think Nathan's just got more submissions. I mean, Nathan is a true submission hunter. I mean, he is a very catch wrestler-esque. He is there to cause pain and to break limbs. He's got probably the best back game in 10th Planet. Like, I really think Nathan Orchard or maybe Keith Krikorian, they've got the two best back games going into like an EBIOT type round. That's a match that I see could easily go end up going to EBIOT. I'm giving the advantage to Nathan Orchard. Now, Jordan Hawley and Cade Rutola will just assume that they'll be on the other side of the bracket as the the three and four seed. And man, I think that Cade's the like a match uh, matchup nightmare for Jordan Hawley. Um, I just think Cade, the way he passes, his wrestling, we're going to see Jordan on bottom. We're going to see Cade Rutolo push the pace. And I think he's just going to wear down Jordan Hawley, and he's going to find himself in the championship against Nathan Orchard. Now, this is a really interesting matchup. I just think Nathan has a, still a couple of holes in his game. I think if Nathan can find a way to stay off of the bottom, I think P.J. March is, PJ Barch is actually the worst matchup for Cade Rutolo in this bracket. Because Cade, again, Cade and Ty do their best work from the top position. But I would give P.J. Barch, I mean, he's a collegiate-level Division I wrestler. He's got the advantage on the feet. And I think if he could get the takedown and force Cade to play the bottom, I mean, I think uh, P.J.'s, again, Cade's worst matchup. Now, I'm not quite sure how good the Rutolos are at EBIOTs. We've never seen them in an EBIOT format. But again, they've been training so long. They're training best team in the world. I mean, Atos is still the number one for Gi and No Gi. I mean, their guys just absolutely dominated No Gi pans. I think they had five champions. Five of the adult champions were from Atos. That's just insane. I mean, they're still so dominant. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean, a guy like Nathan Orchard, you know, who can get Cade Tolo into EBIOT, man, I, I think the advantage has to be Nathan Orchard. But I'm just really worried about the cardio of these guys, especially if they don't, don't end up on top. And I think Cade's got the stand-up advantage against Nathan. I think he'll find a way to push the pace. And, man, I just I hate to say this, but I think Nathan Orchard ends up second place again. It just seems like, you know, other than his Shigio victory, he just seems like a guy that – you know, he just is destined to be the bridesmaid. And look, I'm rooting for Nathan Orchard this weekend. I really, really, really would love nothing more than to see a Nathan Orchard victory. He deserves it. He's been there so close so many times. But I really think this is Kai Rutolo's um, day. And I think he's going to come out, dominate, get a couple submissions, and make a name for himself in the submission grappling community. But make sure you guys check out this event. You can only watch it on, um, so not Flow Grappling, it's on UFC Fight Pass. So get a free trial, just go ahead, sign up for a week free trial, you can watch it tomorrow night, or pay the 10 bucks a month. It's definitely worth 10 bucks a month. Uh, I really like when it's on, I mean, I, as you guys know, I'm a big Flow Grappling fan, I love the content. They've come out with some incredible content the past couple of weeks that I've just been obsessed with. Lots of gym training of Gio Martinez. They have a couple of roles from... One of my favorite grapplers, Adolfo Vieira, he's doing his camp for who's number one down there, fight sport. And he has a couple of roles on there uh, from his training that, man, I've been watching and really studying. But anyways, you got to pay for a year up front. I think that's the only way, or it's like 30 bucks a month. So if you want to watch like one, like just one event, man, you got to pay 30 bucks where 
when it's on Fight Pass, whether it's Submission Underground or EBI or CJJ, and you can get a free trial or just, you know, hey, I'll pay nine bucks to watch a elite level world-class jiu-jitsu tournament. So until next time, guys, love and appreciate you. Peace.